0: What's going on, Niner Faithful? It is Peter Lucas. This is the Niner Fanatic Podcast, and you know, I decided to have another pod, another day. What did Lynch have to say today? He was live at the Combine, uh, and he had quite a few things to say about a bunch of different top topics, big up to the uh, the reporters that were asking him questions. They asked him, uh, and I mean, some things we knew already, some things uh, he gave us a little bit of clarification on, but here we are, Ninophatic Fanatic Podcast, let's get it, and here's the intro. hey you guys what's going on once again it is peter lucas this is the niner fanatic podcast and before we get started make sure you give this video a like make sure that you give me a subscribe if you haven't already make sure you hit the bell so you can get the notifications when i'm going live the make sure that you tell a friend to tell a friend so we can be friends on a regular basis every day if possible and but today the combine like, uh, there was a whole lot of, uh, you know, GMs talking, like, staff talking, a lot of interviews. And, uh, but John Lynch, I wanted to do this show around John Lynch's interview. And he had quite a few questions that he answered. He he didn't really get too deep into anything specific. Uh, but, I mean, he did say a few things that, you know, gave some clarification to a few uh, a few questions that the 49er fans had and I'm gonna start it off with uh, the Brock Purdy question so I'm gonna pretty much go down the timeline of, of how of the questions that they asked and but Brock Purdy somebody asked him about Brock Purdy and you know is he still on track for the 20 uh, what do they say the for next week or or so uh, March I think they said March 22nd to see if he was but apparently he's gonna meet somebody next week and and they'll they'll get a better idea of if we're still on the same timeline i mean they they didn't he didn't seem too worried about it and i don't know if that's because because they've got trey in the chamber and uh or and they're pleased with where trey is at or if that has anything to do with they're just not worried about it uh he was asked the question about you know what if this is a they're saying that, you know, if they open him up and it, it could end up being a full Tommy John, he didn't seem to be too worried about that. He says that there was that there's always uh, every doctor that he's dealt with has always had. Uh, they always give you the disclaimers of, you know, this could happen. And we, we all know that we've dealt with with doctors and we've all dealt with hospitals. They all they don't ever want to be definitive uh they always want to give you the what ifs but so I'm not uh I think I'm with him. I think he's got a good problem to have. Like he has a he has a starting quarterback. They have two really starting quarterbacks and they have two guys that are going to be fighting for that spot. So I it doesn't seem like John Lynch was that worried about the whole thing. So that that's basically what I'm saying. But uh but then he kind of moved on to uh to Rand Carthon and and him going to the the Titans. Somebody asked him a question about, you know, how how much is Rand Carthon uh gonna be gonna be missed? And he had a lot of good things to say about Rand Carthon. And I think that that is uh once again, it's you notice all of these guys getting picked off of the 49ers staff, their uh, their coaching staff, their GM, like their like their G- GM staff, I don't know what you want to call it but their front office staff being kind of poached everybody wants a piece of that 49er culture and uh, i think that the 49ers have one of the best cultures in the league uh, i mean obviously they haven't won uh they haven't won their super bowl yet i think it's coming but when it comes like uh, when that when they get that super bowl all of this culture is going to come to the forefront people already want the culture pieces of the culture now but imagine if the 49ers win one Everybody, every team is going to want to run some version of what Kyle's running like so it's going to be a very for the foreseeable future I just like I hope Kyle is preparing and getting guys in the background ready for their next step because uh, it's going to be a complete like turnstile uh, every because everybody's going to want a piece but what kind of guy is are the titans getting at Rand carthon and i think that Rand carthon has been has been really involved with the scouting team i think that it's he's one of those guys that I think that you can probably give a lot of of, uh, some of the credit to, for some of those later round picks that the 49ers hit on. I think that that's a, that's going to be a big reason why, and the Titans have always done a pretty good job of drafting and finding those pieces also. So I think that he can continue that. I, I know that they just got rid of their GM. So that sounds weird, but, uh, but the reality is I think that they are They got rid of their, their GM more so because they couldn't keep people every single season. It seemed like they were leave They were losing all their guys and uh, I don't know how well they were. They were managing the cap as far as far as that goes. So I think Rand Carthon uh, Carthon can can go in there and at least instill some of the things that the 49ers do for because from a budgeting standpoint, I think the 49ers are great at budgeting their Budgeting their people and like, uh, and bring and keeping the, the salary cap at bay and not being forced to just get, I mean, their team is stacked and they still got cap space. So granted they, they're not paying a quarterback right now. I think when, when they pay a quarterback, that'll really show what they, uh, cause when they had Jimmy and they were paying Jimmy granted, they weren't paying Jimmy top dollar, but at the same time, they were paying a quarterback and, and they were still able to bring guys in they were the making the team better and the team got better every single season. Uh so oh Damian Lee came through appreciate you coming through fam. Uh he says I love the 49ers drafting Stetson Bennett as QB3. You know, I think at this point he's going to be QB4 because I think they're I'm I'm pretty confident that they are going to bring in uh a veteran because of the whole Brock Purdy situation and not knowing they he's showing Uh, Lynch is showing like tough, uh, a tough poker face right now, but they've got to be worried about, about like the, the timetable. And, uh, because that to me, I think it just, you just go back to, it comes back to, you want a veteran in there. That's not, not really that you're not planning on playing a whole bunch, but, But as much as it is, you just want them to mentor those young guys, him to mentor those guys. And uh, I think bringing in another young guy, while I mean, it could be it could it could be a good thing. I just think that you bring in a veteran at this point and to to bring beef up that QB room as far as from a reads and a knowledge standpoint, uh, because they've got two guys already that they that either one of them really could start at this point. Uh, And it's totally going to be a competition, but, uh, but yeah, I think that they could really use some, some just some wisdom and some experience in that computer, in that uh, QB room. So that's the way I kind of feel about it. But, um, And uh, Damien says, I would trade one of our weapons to either get help on either side to the trenches. You know, I mean, that necessarily it depends on who we're talking about trading. And because this is the thing. It can't be for an offensive lineman because there's just not a lot out there. There's just there. The offensive linemen, especially tackles at this point in the league are a premium. You're there's not many good ones out there. And, uh, and the, the teams that do have good ones aren't ready to let them go. So it would, I, I would be surprised if they could do that, if they could get away with that, but I wouldn't be opposed to it. It depends on who they're, who we're talking about trading, but, um, that being said back to kind of ran Carthen and, uh, the 49ers front office, I mean how much is he going to be missed on this staff uh, that's that's kind of a i kind of question that that's my biggest question is how how is he going to be missed on and was how deep was he in with the scouts how did he manage that that whole process i i'm just wondering how much of a part of it he really was and will that You know, will they struggle, the scouts struggle to get their voice and get some direction on where really the team, on really who they should be looking at, or whatever the case is. Um, I'm not sure. And I think that that's something that it's going to be remains to be seen. I think that's something that won't really have its, uh, it won't really show itself until later. And I'm talking about a year or two down the road, because uh, I think they've already really got their, assignments right now and who they've already been looking at They now it's just about uh i think yeah we might see that come next year and see really what who gets moved up into that position what their style is and i think it'll show in the in next year's maybe next year's draft like on who who steps up into that role and uh, because it looked like it sounded to me like Rand Carthon is just a good guy, and uh, he was a guy that they liked having in the building uh, that the players vibed with. Uh, Trey Trey spoke about him a couple times in his interview. Uh, that 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 says a lot to me. Uh, that if the players are talking about a front office guy that's not their GM, not their, not any one of their coaches that they deal with, but talking about but talking about the guy, talking about playing with his kids that that kind of speaks to me as as a as a guy that's a part of the culture and uh and I think the Tennessee got a good one. I that's what I think I think is going to happen because if you look at the guys that uh, the teams that where are the the 49er GM the the part of the front office guys have gone uh Mayhew brought in a few good guys for Washington. I mean, the, I think they drafted well. And I I'm, I don't think ran car. I think if ran Carthon is a part of those, those late round draft picks, I mean, if he's given carte blanche to in the, I, I would have liked to see some of his stuff in the first round. I think we all know that Kyle was the, the main, the main guy uh, making the decisions in those first couple of rounds. And uh, it sometimes wasn't the greatest decision, uh, but that's, that's part of the power Kyle has. And, uh, I I would have almost liked to see the stat, the the scouting staff take control of the entire draft. Uh, that's that's my personal opinion on it. But I know that Kyle doesn't listen to any of us, so so it is what it is. Uh, but uh, then he kind of moved on. The questions kind of moved on to D'Amico Ryan's, and you know what did he mean to the team, and how much I think that they. You know, I think everybody thinks that they're, they're really going to miss D'Amico Ryans. I didn't think that Sala, I thought that they were going to really miss Sala. And I think we were all questioning when D'Amico took over, you know, what is this going to be? Is are, is the defense going to take a step back? Uh, all the thoughts, we're all having the same thoughts right now because D'Amico actually, I feel like improved upon what they were doing and, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how you can go up from the number one de- defense and in the in the league. There's not really much much. I think they ended up at number two at the after all was said and done. But I don't care. To me, they were number one defense in the league. Uh, they had a couple of bad games, and uh, but they to me they were easily dom- the most dominant defense in the league. So it's but I say all that to say D'Amico did a great job of making in-game adjustments, did a great job of putting people in positions to succeed and confusing quarterbacks. He did such a great job at that. He made really can guys that are really considered really good quarterbacks in this league, he confused them. Think about the things that he did to Aaron Rodgers and even though those guys had open guys, they just didn't see it until it was too late. So it's going to be interesting to see how they replace D'Amico. I mean, I know they've got Steve Wilkes, Obviously, we're all really anticipating Steve Wilkes to do well, and and to his credit, uh, John Lynch talked about it today, and and they're excited about about Steve Wilkes. So, but D'Amico, it's hard. It's hard to. to I think all of us. It's going to be hard to to lose D'Amico's exuberance on the sideline and uh, how the, the team, I feel the team felt about it, but, but Steve Wilkes, I think is commands a different kind of respect. I think it's going to be a different vibe. Um, I think it's going to be, I think it's still think it's going to be good. I They may not be number one like they were last uh, season. I think there's going to be some, a feeling out process. I think that there's going to be some adjustments. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think that the the pieces, because the pieces aren't going to change that much, I think that that is going to be uh, the key. I mean, because every team needs good players, and the 49ers ha- are stacked on defense. Uh, even though we're still looking for another pass rusher, even though we're looking for another uh, interior lineman, uh, that doesn't mean that, that we're in a bad situation at all. Like, uh, there's still... They're still going to be, I think, top five at the very least. So uh, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. But uh, but as far as uh, D'Amico uh, D'Amico goes, I think he will be missed by the fans uh, because of, like I said, the exuberance, the um, all of it. Like honestly, <laughs> it's uh, he was, he was just a, such a charismatic guy. He he came up with that swarm defense and it was it felt like the team enjoyed playing for him. And that's you always that's that speaks to culture. It speaks to culture. So but and to Steve Wilkes credit, like on uh, in Carolina, his team love playing for they still were talking about him off all offseason. And they're saying the 49ers got a good one. So that's what we're trusting in. And I, I, I have faith. I have faith. I think that he's a respected guy. I think that it's going to be, I think it's going to be good. Uh, The question is how long, (laughs) how long are we going to keep this man before he gets another head coaching spot? So I don't know, but uh, East coast red and gold podcast. Appreciate you coming through, bro. Like I said, what's up? Like, uh, yeah, like I said, appreciate you coming through. Uh, Make sure you check out East, uh, East coast red and gold podcast. Uh, They, they're doing some good things over there, but uh, yeah, make sure you give those guys a subscribe the um so we were talking about D'Amico and we talked about Steve Wilkes and he moved on to to the most important person on that I feel on the on the staff you know and how do you replace they I mean they lost they lost this guy but how do you replace the boombox guy and I, I don't, I don't, uh, I I don't know how you replace, uh, because Lynch said that they're gonna rep that they'll probably replace him. I don't know how you replace the boombox guy. I mean, I guess he's got a he's got, a, got it. He should be at the combine right now, like uh, doing squats or something, to show him that that he can carry that boombox up and down. But I mean, realistically speaking, <laughs> it's. Uh, that they were even mentioning that that guy was a part of the staff. I thought that was pretty funny. but uh, so they, he went on to talk about Jimmy and Oh, uh, Damien said, did I see any kickers at the con? I mean, I haven't seen anybody yet. Uh, I'm going to probably start looking at videos tomorrow, but I'm looking at uh, Moody from Michigan. Cause I'm a Michigan fan. Like uh so, Uh, I'm looking at, I'm going to be paying close attention to him. And there was somebody else that another guy mentioned the other day that, uh, there's a couple of kickers in this draft, but I personally would like them to go ahead. The rumor is, is that they're going to, is that they're going to franchise, uh, Robbie gold. And I don't necessarily disagree with it. They're in a super bowl window. The last thing you want to do is lose because the kicker. Like uh, that's the last position on the field there. I mean, if they franchised and we're talking about a little over five mil uh, for the kicker, I don't think that's necessarily a bad price. Like uh, for a guy that, you know, is going to be automatic in the playoffs. I I'm good. I'm good with Robbie. I'm not, I'm not a, I I don't have a problem with it. And, uh, but, but I could see if they want to go cheap and save some cash and go with one of these youngsters that with a big leg that's what I would like to see them do is go with a guy that has a big leg if uh like if that if that's uh if that if they can get if they can get i mean it'll be later on in the draft so i'd be shocked if they couldn't get one of those guys later on in the draft but uh with that being said we talked we were talking about the uh so they started talking about Oh yeah, so East East Coast Red and Gold said they'll do their due diligence on the kickers, but Robbie even said talks would start around combine. Yeah, that I mean, yeah, the rumor is he's going to get franchised. I like uh, I would I would think that they would just go ahead and sign and sign and re-sign him like two year deal. Um, I know that Robbie is thinking about uh, moving back, like uh, going wants to go back to Chicago or whatever. The Couple of things he was talking about, but I think if they make him a two two year, just go ahead and make it two year ten mil or two year nine mil, whatever, and call it a day. Uh, because like I said, you do not want to chance this to uh, the kicker. If the it would be crushing for the 49ers to be on the precipice of making a Super Bowl and it's the kicker that does them in after they would let they let Robbie Gold go. That would be tragic and uh, i don't want to see it <laughs> so uh but but yeah so he lynch after that started talking a little bit about jimmy i want to move on to jimmy and how much they admire him how much they appreciated what he gave them because uh and he he mentioned the discourse which i'm surprised that they even acknowledged <laughs> i'm surprised that they even acknowledged it but the the reality is is they know that the, it was it was obvious that there was some discourse between them and 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 Jimmy uh towards the end there and honestly i think jimmy just took the money because nobody else wanted him but i don't think he wanted to be there and then he and then he was balling out like better better than he had played ever probably as a 49er and uh and then he gets hurt so and he still doesn't have his deal so it it'll be an interesting offseason for Jimmy i feel bad but they they made a he made lynch made a point to say that they are it it had run its course it had run it they thought he thinks that it's run its course which tells me that they don't have any plans of bringing jimmy back which was music to my ears i'm sure it's music to a lot of your ears and then there's some guys out there that are going to be heartbroken when he doesn't get re-signed, but just we got to move on. We got to move on. It's time to bring somebody else in. There's there he is not the only person that can get us to a Super Bowl. Let's just be real. This team is stacked. Like uh, we just need one of our quarterbacks to stay healthy. It's that simple. <laughs> just one of them, please. Uh, but oh, David says Jimmy reminds me of Trent Green. You know, Trent Green wasn't a bad quarterback. Like, uh, he had to be the unluckiest person on the planet for him to be ready to take over the greatest show on turf, and then for him to get hurt and and then they discover Kurt Warner. It yeah, but it's it's uh um uh, it it's it's just We're over the whole Jimmy conversation, like, aren't we? I mean, the only reason why I'm mentioning him is because Lynch uh, had to field a question about it. But I mean, the reality is, is they sound like they're they've moved on. Everybody's going to have to move on eventually, and that's it. It's really that simple. (laughs) Like, we don't need to go into any more of it. But, uh, but the next person, the next thing that they start, he talked about was. Uh, somebody asked him a question about the scouts and the scout team. And he went on and on about, I shouldn't say on and on. He spent a good, like couple of minutes talking about how important the scouting, the scouts are for this team. And when you talk about the, all the hits that the 49ers have gotten in these mid to later rounds, that's the scout team. That's those are the scouts. And I think it's, it, it said a lot for, uh, for Lynch to be uh, acknowledge them as much as he did, because I think that they really they are really a good group for, if that for the finding the people that they do in these later rounds. It's, I mean, a majority of the forty nine ers good players are from the the mid to later rounds. So it it's it's it was a uh, it was good to hear him give, give credit where credit is due, and the uh, those are guys that I'm sure will be getting taking over some of these spots, like the ran Carthon spot and like some of the, a couple of the other spots. So it's uh yeah, it is what it is, but I, I, li- I like, uh, I like that. They're, they're recognizing the scouts because they, they really are the lifeblood of this team. Like that majority of the guys they've, they've found is, I mean, everything, everything is due to those late round picks. So, uh, but the next person he talked about was CMC, and and it was interesting because they asked him a question about was did that how did they manage CMC with all of his injuries and you know what what his like with him being so injured were they worried about that and they he talked about they didn't they didn't really manage him at all like uh, he was a full go and it sounded like to me that they just don't have an interest. They don't have an interest in keeping guys healthy. And it's it's not about keeping guys healthy, but I I think that they are true throwback uh guys in the fact that you play guys. I don't want to hear anything about this rest and snap counts and and all that other stuff. It's real old school. This is football. You the player needs to figure out a way to stay healthy. That that's the message that I got. Uh, because not only did he say that about but i'll get to trade later but that seems to be the vibe and i think that 49er fans are gonna have to get used to it i think that a lot of people have been talking lately about about you know it's their responsibility to keep the quarterbacks healthy it's their responsibility to keep their players healthy and i think that some of what what uh what Lynch said was true is true. It rings true is that this is football. Like the player has, has some responsibility to keep themselves healthy. Like uh, if you're, if you're not using proper techniques and you're not, you're not doing the things that they're uh, you're, you're doing too much on a certain play or whatever the case is. And you're putting yourself in harm's way, trying to make a play when maybe it would just been, Fine with you, just kind of corralling the guy or whatever the case is, because there's tons of different scenarios. But I think some of it does fall on the on the the player, like uh, because it it's you can't you can't put it on the coach the coaching staff every single time. Uh, I think that a lot of this, uh, and not to disrespect any of the content any content creators out there, like uh, but I think. That this this whole thing of protecting, uh, protecting Trey, protecting uh, Brock, and all, and protecting the quarterbacks by beefing up protect the O line and like all the other stuff. I not that I don't think that they could benefit from beefing up the O line, but I think it's a little overblown. I think it's a little overblown. There is no perfect way. We can talk about numbers and we can talk about charts and graphs and who has the most injuries, all that stuff. Some of it's luck. I would say a majority of those of those injuries that the 49ers sustained was probably 2020. Like, uh yeah, they have they have injuries. Every team does. And some team and you saw the, the I saw the graph of a bunch of people talking about uh like uh comparing the numbers and the last 5 were pretty similar in number. Yeah, the 49ers had the most. But but three out of four of the last 4 years the 49ers have been in the in the in the NFC Championship game and once in the Super Bowl. Uh, I it's I I think it's a little overblown. Uh we're we're not winning it, so so people are are looking for something and someone to blame. And I, and I get it. I get it, but at the same time, you, ha- you can't let setbacks make you dive overboard. Like, uh, that's just, that's, in my opinion, it's not the way to go. Like, uh, I will not feed into the madness. Like, uh, because when you feed into it, and then you start doing things that are outside of your character, what ends up happening is it's a recipe for disaster. Because then you've got to compensate. Now you're compensating. For, and you're not calling things the way that you normally would, and it takes away some of the magic of the of that offense. It takes away some of the uh, it takes makes the players think a little bit more. And I, that's that's my that's my deal on it. That's uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna move on. <laughs> but it's but it it uh, it really was telling to me how he talked about CMC and. And how he was wasn't managed at all. Like they basically, and we saw it. They they gave that man touches for days. So uh, Damien says, uh, "Order sixty six to Jimmy G fanboys." Yeah, dog. Like I I don't I don't get it. I I don't get it why uh, people are so adamant about Jimmy G. Like uh, I don't get it at all. Uh, and then he says, uh, "I would trade Elijah Mitchell at the trade deadline. We need a Garrison Hurst type running back." who's going to trade for Elijah Mitchell at this point? I uh, nobody's going to give up anything as like of any worth for Elijah Mitchell. Like, uh, he's just hurt all the time. And I think the kid has got immense amount of talent. He just can't stay. he can't stay on the field and no, I don't think anybody's going to give up anything of any significance for that. So uh, it is what it is, but, uh, and then CJ in the ho- CG in the house. Appreciate you coming through, brother. Yo yo yo. And uh but yeah. So let's move on. I don't know how that happened. Let's move on to um they talked about Bobby Sloe going to um going to the Texans for some for some reason to me this seems like a nothing burger of a, of a hire. I know that they Lynch was really uh, kind. Of, he he pretended like not pretend, I shouldn't say pretended. He he did, he he spoke like about uh Bobby Slowick, like like he speaks about everybody, like that he's a really valued member of the staff. And I'm sure he is, I'm sure he is. That's why, uh, but also they're not gonna let anybody go of any significance. Uh, right now they don't even have an offensive coordinator, so if they if they wanted to keep Bobby Slowick. They could have just promoted him. And but they didn't. So that kind of tells me all that I need to know. And not to say that he's bad by any stretch of the imagination, but I think that they weren't a that they almost threw D'Amico a bone in that situation. Uh so and and realistically speaking, yeah, I just don't see it being being that big of an issue. Uh but CG says, I hope we replace Jake Brandle. I mean, I'm with you on that. I think that they need to solidify the position. That's the important thing to me is that they solidify the center spot. I don't want a stopgap. I think that since Shani has been here, they haven't. Uh, they've had a a bona fide starter starter there for one season with Alex Mack. Everybody else has been a stopgap, uh, and yeah, it's. I mean it's just got they've got to solidify find a person to solidify that spot for the foreseeable future. Uh and if that's Brendel okay I mean I I don't think he did a bad job. I think Brendel did a really good job uh for for what statistically speaking he didn't do bad at all. And uh I I don't think necessarily he was a hindrance at all. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily... It just depends on what the money says. I'm not paying him any... Because uh, he was just serviceable. He wasn't a monster or anything. So, uh, I would like to see them draft somebody. And, like I said, solidify that position. If you can't... If you could get one of those... One of these... The free agent guys, I wouldn't mind you spending money there just to solidify that spot. So, there's a couple of guys uh, out there. Bradbury and... Um, there was another guy. The guy found the Vikings. And uh I'm gonna have to look at it later. But but yeah, I, I wouldn't mind them replacing Brendel and Roberto in the house. Appreciate you coming through, brother. Niner Gang all day, every day. You know what it is. And uh but yeah, back to back to Trey now. Because this is where the interview, I thought, got really good. So he said, Trey Trey looks good. He's, he used the the analogy or the uh, the example, again, of uh, being able to see the field from his office and talking about, just like he talked about Kinlaw last year. Now he's talking about Trey, and he says that Trey, he might not be 100%, but, I mean, to him, he looks pretty good. And I think that that's really a good thing to hear. I think that he's going to be ready to go come OTA time. Um, I think we all saw his tweet about wanting receivers to come out and and catch balls from him. Uh, But he also said that Trey, and this is where we go back to the CMC point, Trey has to find a way to stay healthy. He just has to. It has to happen. And while I don't think it's all Trey's fault, because I completely blame Shani in that situation. And when I say I completely blame him, It's really about the, I just don't think Trey is a running style quarterback. I just don't think that he's that guy. He's not a good runner. Now, if you try to, if you say that he has to find a way to be a better runner and be just better and use it, uh, get used to using as athleticism and being a better runner and being better at, at like kind of minimizing the, the contact, then, then yeah, I could see it. Uh If you're just adamant about making him that guy, I am a true believer that they need to make him a pocket passer, and he just needs to get whatever rushing yards he's going to get from is is him running out of the pocket. <laughs> like uh, I just I I don't want to see any more of the QB option stuff. That's that's me personally. I but I wouldn't be surprised if they go to the well again, because I think that they the way they talk it seems like they think it's a Trey issue and not their issue. They're going to, they want to run the offense that they want to run with Trey. And it doesn't sound to me like they, they have any remorse about, about the way uh, they're almost thinking that it's, that it's a, it's his issue. That's the way it sounds to me. And, but, and he even went on to speak about how he he really feels he's very confident that that uh, Trey can be a dual threat. I, I just don't see it. I don't see it. He's not that style. I don't know why you would when he's when a player is telling you, not telling you, but he's telling you with his play when when it is when they're the play it's on film when they're telling you that this is not this is not us. I think it could be go as far as to say. Hey, we miss it. We misevaluated, and we're just not going to admit that we misevaluated. That's the way that's that could be what it is, too. So, and they're just going to put it on the player. But I think the fans and everybody else knows that that's watched can tell you what it is, uh, for Trey. And I, I hope, I hope that, that they change that game plan, but we'll see. Uh, before we get out of here, I'm just going to go over the last couple of things that he talked about. He talked about appreciation for Mike McDaniel. We all have appreciation for Mike McDaniel. That was a guy that it was great. I miss his, his press conferences. Uh, that is something I still, I'll watch his press conferences for, for the Dolphins just to, to hear him talk. He, he cracks me up like uh so, and I, I've been pulling for Mike McDaniel the, the whole time, even with all the Dolphin fans going crazy and talking madness. Like, uh, but I, I like, I like Mike McDaniel. So, and it, and I know that he touches a soft space. They have a soft spot in their heart for him also. So, and, but he made a comment. The last thing I want to talk about, he made a comment. Uh, Oh, Robert, before I get to that, Roberto says, every time I see Trey play, he looked nervous running immediately instead of looking for an open receiver. You know, I think, I don't, I don't think he necessarily got nervous every time. Like, I mean, he looked really good. He looked good in that second half of that, uh, that Texans game. And I think that it all comes down to reps. Like we're talking about, he looked nervous. Well, guess what happens when you get reps and get used to being out there? You, you're not as nervous. Like, I mean, this guy has played what a total of four professional games and he didn't play much college like in order for him to get shake all that stuff off he has to get reps (laughs) he has to he has to get on the field he has to do it and that doesn't mean you put him in running situations it means that you you let him throw the ball in preseason he's throwing if i'm them i am not even running the ball i'm passing the ball every single down and it doesn't matter how it looks (laughs) it doesn't matter how it looks like uh it all that matters is is that he's getting the reps, he's getting a chance to see what the defense is doing. And then when the season starts, then you can do all the things and all the bells and whistles. But honestly, he needs as many passing reps as he can possibly get. That's how I feel about it. So, uh, yeah, and he says that he, uh, Roberto says, hopes trade comes back to start next season. We all do, bro. We all do. And, oh, what's going on, John V? Appreciate you coming through, fam. Like uh, always, a pleasure. And uh, make sure, hey, make sure you check out Locker Room Rant uh, podcast. They got a great show. I I, I love watching those guys uh, vibe out every single week. Like, uh, make sure you give John, my man John V, a subscription and a follow on Twitter. So, um, uh, and I don't know, John. I I don't know, John. Are you are you part of the uh? I'm wondering, are you part of the 49er Podcast Network? Because that's a whole other thing I haven't even mentioned. 49er Podcast Network. It's a it's a nuke. I'm going to call it a conglomerate because like, we've got like 10 or 12 people, content creators that are going to be mixing it up. We got a show every Thursday. Make sure you guys go out and check that out. Make sure you give 49er Podcast Network a subscribe. Uh, my man uh, Niner Sickness and uh, Beto and uh, Brandon at Forever Faithful. It's a kind of a thing that they're coming together to, to form. They got a bunch of us. Ted talks balls with us. Uh, we got Gina repping the bay. We got, uh, I think John is, Oh yes, he is. on. He says I am. So yeah, now John's a part of the family. <laughs> like it will be taken over. So y'all just better get ready. <laughs> now we, we're going to, we're going to inundate you. We flooding the block. Like, uh, it's going to be Niner content all day. so <laughs> All day. But, uh, but yeah, he says thank you for. It. Hey man, pleasure's mine. Like uh, I loved having you on the show. We are gonna have to have you on again soon. Uh, if you guys want, if uh, if you want, uh, if you want me to come on, you let me know anytime. So, but appreciate you coming through, bro. Uh, but lastly, lastly, but not least, like before I get out of here, I want to mention the last thing that uh, that Kyle, that uh, Lynch brought up, which was about Lenore and how how big he was for this team got down the stretch. And I know that a lot of people will look at to Ambry Thomas and say, you know, the Ambry was like that too last year and they could be the same thing. Nah, I think it's a little different. Lenore, uh, got a much, it was a much bigger, uh, Pete. It was a much bigger sam- sample size. Like, uh, and I think Lenore gives them and he spoke on it, gives them a lot of flexibility. It gives them a lot of flexibility with what they can do. I still think that they want to bring back Emmanuel Mosley. I really, I, th- I think that because I think they're going to have an opportunity to bring him back on the cheap. And uh, of course, we want our player, our players to get, uh, to get what they can get. But at the same time, I think that with that injury and his injury history in general, I think that he's going to have to come back on a one-year prove a deal, uh, just so that he, can, somebody else can pay him because somebody else is going to have to pay him pay him but I think he'll be I think that they're going to prioritize making him having him come back but you've got Lenore there to back him up you still got Womack sitting in the wings Uh, and I I fully expect them to draft another corner in this draft they've got like what 12 picks (laughs) like us so be ready be ready it's coming it's coming Uh, and the but with that being said we're going to get out of here it's supposed to be 30 minutes you guys got to help me like I got to get <laughs> I got to get to a point to where I get these shows down to 30, 35 minutes because, you know, promise, promise the wife. I know you guys don't need to know all that. But at the same time, like uh, we're trying to get this the, uh, like shorter shows, but more shows so that we can uh, so that I can give you guys as much content and just keep it fresh. And so that we're not trying to talk about everything in one show. And you guys don't have to sit there and listen to me for like an hour and a half like uh but with that being said we're going to get out of here today and i will be back tomorrow guess who i've got i've got an old friend of the show coming back uh for for this one and uh people that have watched my show for a long time i used to have this man on all the time and uh and it's it's good to, it's going to be good to have him back but chris polo will be here tomorrow uh, i'll be on at 6:30 pacific time and uh I'm sure you guys come and check that out but before I get out of here, make sure you like, make sure you subscribe, make sure you ring that bell for the notifications, and so you know when we go live, and make sure that you know that you can get the audio podcast, anywhere you can get your audio podcast, but make sure you give me that five-star rating, because it helps the algorithm, and I don't care where you get it, just get it, and tell a friend, share it all, share, please share the podcast with anybody that'll listen uh but with that being said i'm going to get out of here thank you guys so much everybody in the chat john appreciate you coming through uh all the guys that that normally come through damian and uh east east coast uh, red and gold and my my thing isn't going up roberto cg uh all you guys i, I appreciate you coming through asking questions giving me your takes uh, cuz that's what we wanted to be we wanted to be A community and that's what i I really want i want i want us all to get used to seeing each other on a daily basis but i'm gonna get out of here i'm i I promise y'all i'm gonna stop talking but with that being said you know we always let it go with go niners